Have you ever thought to yourself, where do my thoughts come from? Some time ago I saw an article by a transgender person and they were recounting when they were in the hospital about to go in for the operation and they said that for the first time it was a, a bloke who was like at the time and he said for the first time in his life he started to question his ideas his thoughts now i assume this person was over 18 he would have had presumably counselling, you know, in order to get into that point where he gets an operation. And you wonder how is it that somebody can get to that age and never question their thoughts, never look at the possibility that they might be wrong or that there might be different ways of seeing things. This is an extreme example, but there are many, many people who go through life like this. And I've read articles, I mean there's many, many articles, I was reading one the other day, about um, the use of transgender pronouns and the use of he and she. There wasn't one element of discussion, there wasn't one element of, of saying why it should be done this way or what the alternatives were or looking at the other point of view. It was simply a tirade against people who had the opposite view to the person who wrote the article. And these people are given credence. I mean, the people, you know, in the comments, people say, oh, wonderful, you know, I'm glad somebody's writing like this. So do these people actually question their views? Are they aware of the possibility of actually having an intelligent discuss discussion and looking at other options? In the Jewish tradition, it was traditional to send kids, you know, to the Talmudic school, you know, their preparation for their... Um, bar mitzvah at 13 and now these Talmudic these schools were very different from um, what the Christians do you know the Sunday schools and they usually involved a lot of discussion discussion of ideas why did somebody think this way you know Rabbi so-and-so had this view and Rabbi so-and-so had this view what was the options and this trains people from an early age to discuss, to think things through. And this is one reason why I think the Jewish people have been so successful, because they've had this training. And some people, they've never had this at all. If you know, Like a lot of these things, if you don't do them at an early age, you don't develop that ability. Which raises the question that when people get a certain idea, where does that thought come from? They think, oh, this thought came from me, therefore it must be right. Well, I mean, logically that's absurd. But where did the thought come from? You know, at every moment of every day, your attention is on something. And what's it on? Have you ever stood back from your own thoughts and watched your thoughts? There's an exercise I give, and I think I've talked about it on earlier podcasts, that we take a number from zero to ten, and this is an indication of how busy your mind is, where zero would be an absolutely clear mind, crystal clear with no thoughts. And ten is a mind that's so overwhelmed with thoughts that you couldn't get another thought in. When people become suicidal or they finish up in mental hospitals, they are often right at that limit. It's almost as if they just wanted to stop. Kids tell me that when they cut the 
physical pain is more acceptable than the mental anguish that they go through. It at least concentrates the mind, which is an interesting point when you think about it. Now, people often say about certain ideas, so this idea is uh, so stupid, uh, you know, I can't give it any credence. Atheists often say this about religious ideas. Well, the point is, is that it may not be a stupid idea if you don't understand it. How do you know it's stupid? How do you know that you're not the stupid one for not understanding the idea? And in the case of atheists, of course, they, they think that somehow by even investigating the idea, they've, you know, they've sold out to their, their religion because atheism is a religion. You know, you, you, can't, you can't jump ship. You, know, you can't start even looking at these ideas as if they have any credibility. And so there's that vicious circle and people hold, I've talked about this before, people reject anybody who accepts Trump or doesn't accept the idea of vaccines or anything like that. And even by discussing them or talking to them, you're somehow, you know, being unfaithful to your clan, to your religion, to your beliefs. So imagine somebody said to you that there's a book that contains all the answers to everything. Would you, you know, you could get hold of the book quite easily, even online. Would you bother? Would you look at it? And supposing you found when you looked at it, the book was actually in a foreign language. And uh, you can only read, you know, interpretations um, of the book, translations of the book. But, you know, you're told there's still, still a lot to be gained from reading it. But then when you start reading even these translations, you find they're strange, incomprehensible. Again, they go against your own, some of it seems to go against your own belief system. How much effort would you put into understanding the book? You might simply say, well, it doesn't make any sense, I don't agree with it, and reject it out of hand. It really depends on how much credibility the person who told you that the book has the answer to everything has. If you thought, had a great admiration for this person and you'd known him to be right in many, many respects, you might put more effort into it. You might even seek out people or online forums or things like that that could give you some understanding. If you, the person has no credibility or just something you picked up, you might take a quick look at the book and think, no, it's obviously crap and reject it. Which brings us back to the same point. If you don't understand something and if you don't, or if you don't agree with something, how do you know that it isn't actually correct? If you only read things that you agree with, you're never going to read anything that you don't agree with. You're going to be in a similar to position, position to the people who never question their own beliefs. You're only going to accept beliefs and ideas that are congruent with your own beliefs and ideas. So you're never going to question your own beliefs and ideas. What would it take you to actually question those ideas. Many people would argue, well, it's just a waste of energy into looking at something they don't agree with, but I would argue the opposite. 
there's actually great merit to be found in, and I do I read all the time articles I don't agree with it and, and I, sometimes I might if not change my ideas at least I might get more understanding of the other ideas or I might see my own ideas in a different light or their ideas in a different light it's now something I say well I don't agree with it but I can see why they say that and in certain situations it could be relevant and so on we have to understand all the nuances of things the problem with is that nowadays people want things in black or white they want to yes no like dislike agree disagree it's this left brain way of looking at things which is binary and we have to move towards this right brain way of understanding which is very subtle and in many senses means that we have I'm trying to remember the word now but it's um, where you have two contradictory ideas in your mind at the same time it's usually seen as a bad thing you know people who say well I know that smoking's bad for me but still smoke is a classic example but in a way there might be nothing wrong with that if you're going to use words like right and wrong I, I do things that I know I shouldn't do but I still do them because I enjoy them so what so I, what does that mean that I shouldn't do them that they're unhealthy well a lot of things we do are unhealthy how do we know it's unhealthy how do, how do we know that it even matters you know if you're smoking 30 cigarettes a day and uh, you're in your day and you're on your 29th cigarette is it really going to make much difference if you have that 29th cigarette or not is it going to matter to your life course so where do your ideas come from? An idea comes into your mind and well, if you're like that person I was talking about you think well it must be true because it's my idea it came into my mind. If you question the ideas what is it that's doing the questioning? How the person who never questions their ideas may find the idea of questioning your ideas incomprehensible because it does raise that question what's doing the questioning and I've even had online discussions with people to say well this is absurd you know what's doing the questioning if you're questioning your ideas there isn't one consciousness there's many many different kinds of consciousness there is a syndrome a multiple personality well you typically call multiple personality disorders where people have different personalities in their mind and they can switch and some personalities know about others and others don't and their whole consciousness switches and these consciousnesses can have very different personalities very different ideas um, and if you're thinking it's all nonsense and made up I read a very good account of a woman who had many different personalities and two of these personalities actually got on with each other and uh, she was at college and she would um, go, go in and write notes but one of these personalities was left-handed and one of the personalities was right-handed so she would sit there with two books making different notes in each book and then she looked around and the whole lecture would stop and everybody's staring at her because she's making these two completely different notes in two books now you can't possibly I don't think you know any person without such a syndrome would be able to do that this is obviously something in it 
but it's an extreme example of something that we all have and something we can bring out in hypnosis of these different characters. We build up walls sometimes. You, you know, um, when we were at work, we were a different person to when we were at home and when we were the girlfriend, you put on a different character. When you mates, you put on a different character. And one of the things that we always emphasize in therapy is to discover, in some cases, in cases it is a discovery, the authentic self, the real self in there. Now, our society is hell-bent on destroying any aspect of that real self because that real self, that authentic self, has a relationship with your conscience. And if you have a relationship with your conscience, you have a relationship with God. So our atheistic society who and the atheists drive our education system and most of our, our, our active, what you might call the media out in the public eye, you know, not necessarily all the media that's around because there's many variations on that. But most of the newspapers and the, um, the channels on TV are driven by atheists. And they want your conscience to be suppressed and replaced by ideas of right and wrong that they tell you are right and wrong. So right and wrong isn't what you feel to be right and wrong, and they will they ridicule this. Right and wrong is what they tell you is right or wrong, and using transgender pronouns and things like this is right. And they don't need to give a reason. It is right because they say it's right. And, you know, this is for the the good of other people. And this is always the, the trump card, as it were, that gets brought out. It's true of using transgender pronouns. It's true of vaccinations. You know, now we don't get vaccinated for ourselves. But somehow, no, there's no scientific evidence for this whatsoever. And it doesn't stack up. We're supposed to get vaccinated to help other people. So it's a non-selfish act. And if we don't do it, we're somehow being selfish. And you know, there's the possibility that one day somebody will knock on your door and a policeman will say, look, you have to come with us to the hospital because we've determined that your kidneys are compatible with this person who's in hospital and needs a kidney. So the law has decided that you have to sacrifice one of your kidneys for this other person. There would be people who'd be quite happy to go along with that. Uh, personally, I think it's an affront. Um, you know, they used to say, oh, my body, my choice. This is always a thing about, you know, abortions. You don't hear it now. It's not one of their catchphrases. Like all these catchphrases, they, they're fashionable and they come in and out of fashion. But of course, it's, you know, my body, my choice. Then what about vaccinations? What about, you know, donating one of your kidneys and things like that? So that's all moved away. And now we're supposed to just accept abortions because, you know, the atheists say it's the right thing to do, killing your kids. And um, after all, if there's no soul, then it doesn't matter. It's just a piece of meat, isn't it? And sooner or later, they're going to say, well, you're just a piece of meat. This is really the thinking behind giving one of your kidneys. You're just a piece of meat and they're a piece of meat. Well, you know, you give one of your pieces of meat to their pieces of meat. The idea of a, con of a consciousness 
has really fallen away. And I've talked about this before, but in philosophy, and philosophy is supposed to be leading the way, you know, in questioning ideas, it's long since stopped. It's long since become just the tool of, of scientism, almost like to back up, you know, the idea of mythical idea of science, but science as a religion is now, you know, philosophy is used as a tool to, to justify that. But in this idea of scientism and what's taught in the schools is the idea that we are just machines, pieces of me that work like machines. The medical profession works like that. The idea of holistic medicine, where you look at mind and body and the interaction of all things, is uh, rejected as being unscientific, a ridiculous term that has no meaning. And so we go full circle, because where do your thoughts come from? Well, if your thoughts come from something which is outside of the body then we can't we have to get to ideas like the soul and things like that so thoughts are seen almost as the noise the, the noises that the cogs make in the machine as they move round and the machine is the body and the brain so it's all mechanical so your thoughts really have, aren't of that much importance Except, I suppose, where, where they want them to be. So if you have thoughts, if you're a boy and you have thoughts about being a girl, well, somehow these thoughts are given, you know, given credence. But other thoughts aren't. So they're very fashionable about what thoughts are acceptable and what thoughts aren't. This is the, the new world that we live in. Only certain thoughts are considered to be acceptable. acceptable. Thoughts of um, religion questioning things um, not adopting the line of the, that the government wants you to hear is not acceptable news is suppressed ideas are suppressed and ridicule is the the way in which people are rejected because if you don't ridicule them and you start listening to the arguments you're back to that problem where you have to then listen to the arguments and understand them. And when you understand the arguments, you may find they're not quite as ridiculous as they thought you were. So the ideas have to be rejected with ridicule. We simply can't take them seriously. And in many respects, when you talk to these people, it's almost like they have a dam which is held up, a dam of ideas which they mustn't flow and they mustn't have a crack in the dam because as soon as a crack appears in the dam, the whole dam is in danger of collapsing with the sheer weight of water and ridiculous ideas that it's supporting. The edifice of science mustn't crumble. I'll talk more on this later. Thank you. listening you can email me phil at graham.net you can look at my website philip with one l dot graham.net graham is b-r-a-h-a-m and if you send an email put podcast in the subject so it doesn't get lost thank you
Radio.